And now we continue our book at bedtime. A Christmas Carol by Charles Dickens. Running to the window, Scrooge opened it and put out his head. What podcast is this? cried Scrooge, calling downward to a boy in Sunday clothes. Eh? returned the boy with all his might of wonder. What podcast is this, my fine fellow? said Scrooge. This podcast? replied the boy. Why, sir, tis Eastern Promise. I'm Mike Rigby, and you are very welcome to the final Eastern Promise of 2022. So let's tear off the wrapping paper and see if the East of England has one last gift to the world this year. This week, I'm visiting the University of Essex, specifically the Innovation Centre at Knowledge Gateway in Colchester. Georgina Watts will be showing us round, and I'll be discussing its ethos with Director Neil Griffin. It is truly an impressive building, on a campus with room to grow. We'll also be crashing the Norwich Research Park's festive fling and finding out what the park's community wants from Santa this year. And finally, we find out to which mysterious spots in the east of England you yearn to venture, but have yet to visit in this week's Crowd Sorcery. The Knowledge Gateway may sound like something you access by first journeying across the wastelands of ignorance before passing through into the sunlight uplands of enlightenment. However, it's actually a research and technology park located on the University of Essex's Colchester campus. The campus is an official university enterprise zone designated by the government as a centre for nurturing and supporting new digital and creative businesses. And the focal point for the Knowledge Gateway is the Innovation Centre. I was invited to visit the Innovation Centre by Director Neil Griffin, and so, on a bright morning in early August, I arrived and was welcomed by Centre Manager Georgina Watts. Here we are at the Innovation Centre Knowledge Gateway on the campus of the University of Essex, and I'm here with Georgina Watts, Centre Manager. Georgina, hello. Hello. It's lovely to be here, and thank you for, for welcoming Eastern Promise to this fantastic building. It really is something. You're more than welcome. And I'm really pleased to kind of now really try to show you around um, the centre and kind of also give you an opportunity to see what we do here as well. That's fantastic. Please lead the way. Okay. Right, let's go through to the business lounge. Aha. 
Okay, so um, the business, so on the ground floor, we have our business lounge, um, and predominantly this is where anyone can come along um, and use. So any businesses can come here, they can have a coffee, they can have one-to-ones, etc. And we have the cafe also. So there's no gateway policy here. So where we have a gateway for our businesses, we don't hear, so anyone can kind of just come in and, and use the, the centre. Um, this is also used for our businesses, for the one-to-one -one meetings that mm -hmm. they have. Um, and it's a great space for them to, to use. We have events here as well. So it's a large space um, for them to be able to use. We also have our meeting rooms. So we hire out uh, meeting rooms, conferencing. We have a boardroom. This, I have to say, I'm this is a you know. no, no, not at all. I have to say, this is a lovely open space. We've got a really lovely, sort of snug booth here, and there's lots of. I love the colours, by the way. That you know, if you won't be able to see this, obviously, since it's a podcast. But we've got uh, you know dark walls with these huge green circles uh, and lots of green and orange seats. Lovely colours, and there's the Mission Cafe 19 which I've, I've heard so much about from Neil Griffin, the innovation director, who I have to say is following our every move oh, very, no, it's just... very discreetly. It's, it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's lovely, but sorry. And uh, Gilbert and Hale, are they, what's the relevance of those names? Because I sense there might be some relevance. Yes, there is, and, and I just need to show you. They are oh. a famous um, people within um, Essex. Uh -huh. And the first one was William Gilbert. So he's the pioneer of electricity. Um, and then there's the other one, which is Hale, so it's William Hale, and I think they invented, I think it's the first rocket or whatever, so, but they originated from, from here, so they were born in Colchester. Fantastic. So we kind of named, uh, named the rooms for them. Yeah, absolutely. So, yep. Wow. Really good. So it's a nice Gilbert. kind of talking piece as well, mm -hmm. well um, when they're in here. So while we are here, um, obviously we have two um, meeting rooms that we can hire out. Um, but then also we can open up this divide there wall. There is a dividing wall, yes. Um, and then this will open up to about nearly a thousand square foot. And we can have huge conferences up to like 60 to 70 people in wow. here. We had um, the uh, Sizewell C had their event yes. here. Um, also, uh, we had Fog London, so one of the uh, businesses here also had a, a very large kind of uh, conference uh, meeting here. Uh, we have, uh, what else do we have? Oh, we can also use the spaces, like we had a Christmas fair. So oh, wow. So we supported all of the, like, the small businesses, the local businesses, yeah. like from Wivenhoe, etc. Um, and we got them all in here. And we had over like 25, I think, uh, stalls, like little businesses here for Christmas oh, that's amazing. space. We're looking at doing a careers fair as well here. So the space that we have, we can adapt quite easily yeah. um, and do whatever we kind of want with the space really so we're, we're lucky in that respect rather than it just being the normal meeting yeah and it's lovely to have it off that sort of big open yeah, yeah. open space here um and you know to know that i mean there's a coffee machine and everything you could possibly need in here but it's it's it's, it's lovely to have that off that big that big airy open space that uh, you've 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 made so welcoming so but we can have over, I think it's about 200 people we did for our launch when we first opened. There's like 200 people and we opened up the doors and we had it out. We had people outside and and kind of in here. So it, it's, it's a beautiful space. Um, and as I said, we, it's very adaptable. 
So Neil's obviously spoken to you about the cafe then and he has, coffee, well, we, has he? Oh, he did a, a feature where was, we, we asked for recommendations for... For, for cafes and um, rest, um, tea rooms yes. across oh, the region. And, yes, and, and he Neil did, gave didn't us, he? Neil gave us a complete Panangalian view yeah. for Norfolk, Suffolk, and obviously he, 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 uh, he plugged his own team, which is, which is absolutely as it should be. Yes, but, so Mission, uh, yes, Mission Cafe's been here from the very beginning. Mm -hmm. um, and obviously they were a start-up, and um, yes, so the, the hot chocolate's amazing. They do their own um, kind of brand food they source from local communities oh, so yeah. all of that so it's yeah. all local produce um, that they get um and the pizzas I thought they are amazing. You, you, the the enthusiasm beautiful. in Georgina's absolutely eyes, you can't see that, but no, I can. No, 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 absolutely. For the pizza here. Yes. Well, the, the Americano was fantastic. Yeah, um, hot chocolate, delicious. Um, and they're now doing a cookies and cream um, milkshake. Ooh. Mm. Delish. Anyway, you can tell that what yes. I have on a daily basis, can't you? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So this is um, another, obviously, product that we do is our hot desking, yep. um, which has is, is been valuable, really, especially bearing in mind what's been going on recently with yep. the train strikes, etc., and, and with also with the pandemic and, and everything, and people wanted to kind of start coming out of working from mm, home. Yeah. So this is a great opportunity for them to do that. Um, this you can hire on a daily basis. So it's just Absolutely. a walk-in. So if you wanted to go, do you know what, I've had enough at home. The kids are driving me crazy because it's obviously school holiday. I, I want to get out. I relate. Absolutely. So you can come in here, walk to the desk, um, and then just book it for the day. Yeah. And that's 15 pounds, that's parking, it's your internet. And the first time you get a free cup of coffee. Hey, you can't top that. No, you can't. Absolutely. From the Mission Cafe, obviously. Um, so, yes, you can come and sit here. And we're open from 8.30 till 6. So you can use this whenever you like. We can do a monthly subscription as well. So if you want to do a monthly desk, you can come and use that whenever you like. Mm -hmm. um, but any business can use this. Yeah, I must say it's lovely. It's spacious. You've got... It's, it's in use today, obviously, so we'll have to be slightly quiet because these poor chaps are trying to work. Um, <laughs> uh, do you have to pay extra to sit in the uh, fantastic no. swinging chair you've no, got no, there? No, 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 that's all free. That's all free? Yeah. Mm. We just keep giving here, don't we? You do, you do, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> totally keep giving. <laughs> OK, so let's show you through to Studio X, because I was just talking to you earlier about kind yeah. of that, that journey mm -hmm. when they start up. So this is... Um, so university have part of the space. Um, to show you through. These are our dedicated desk um, oh, spaces. So where we do the hot desking, mm -hmm. then these are our licensed. So they have a dedicated desk. They're in a shared environment with other um, businesses, but they are 24-7. They have their own key. They can come and go as they please. Oh, wow. So they don't necessarily have to do your nine to five. They, right. can, do, they can work till two o'clock in the morning if yeah. they wish. Um, so this is in a shared environment and then once they're more established, they can go up to yeah, so this an is, office. This is an so, office for... Oh, sorry, the, 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 the bilingual sign caught my eye. Cosmo. Yes, so these are educational. So they teach English for, I think it's for Japan... Is it Chinese, isn't it? Chinese. Right. OK, fantastic. And they're 
through and part with the university uh -huh. also. And it's a Studio X in very, uh, very silvery letters yes. over the They've door. They've got very good branding, very oh, much wow, like yes. ours. So, yeah, so these are, they support the student start-ups. Mm -hmm. uh, we have a 360 lens, which before, obviously, the pandemic we, we used. Um, I can show There's you. There's a fantastic Three circular... It's out the out circular, um, well, tent almost, um, that uh, outside's made to look a lot like um, the uh, lens of a telephoto lens of a, of a camera. And inside... So there's a 360... A 360-degree lens, lens all the way around. Yep, so that we wow. can kind of show. And while we were through the pandemic and we couldn't go on holiday, what we did for our customers was that we put a beach scene all on here. Oh, wow. We then put a deck chair in the middle with a beer, <laughs> so we pretended that they were on holiday. So they, yeah, so they oh. kind of like that. So it's just that we couldn't go on holiday, but we kind of created a holiday yeah. environment yeah. for them. So oh, that's, that's fantastic. Um, for, for them. We also have, um, so within um, Studio X, they have their lab. Um, so that's their room that they use. Mm -hmm. And then just within this large um, area space, so this is one side, so this is the west side of the building. Yeah. Uh, we have, again, it's a bit like our hot desking, and our dedicated desk is that they can rent desk space. So students can rent desk space from here, um, and then what they can do is is they will help and support them with their business. Yeah. Get them going, talking about 15 months, and then they'll come over to yeah. us once it's established. I have to say, I love the feel. I've, I've already said I love the colours. And uh, they've got a, uh, a bike, Mobike, on, a picture of Mobike on the wall. And, uh, and uh, two, two of the uh, um, master's students. Uh, uh, I will have a go. Uh, I hope I don't do this person in injustice, this gentleman in injustice. Uh, Xiaoyi Ping and yes. Ricky Lee. Yes. Technology champion, robotics pioneer. Yeah. Wow, that's, you know, great to have your name on, on the wall with trailblazing in huge oh, green and silver letters. Looks fantastic. It's awesome. So, the, the, yeah, so one of them was obviously, obviously former of the, the bike, the e-bike, mm -hmm. and the other one was for um, Amy, the robotic. We still have her. She's... she's the robotic. Amy. Amy. Yes. What does she do? Um, she um, speaks to you. She greets you as you come into the uh, innovation hey. centre. Um, she can sing. She can tell a joke, um, and we can kind of program her to really say and do anything. Wow. Really. Um, Sorry, I'm taking the oh obligatory no, photographs because I keep forgetting. That's true when you're focused maybe, on doing Maybe this. we should ask Neil to do that as he's hey. just walking around doing nothing. <laughs> maybe. I don't know. Oh, it's, do you think? He's your, your boss, not mine. <laughs> um, so then also within here, we've now recently had um, the research and enterprise department move in as ah. well. So they're here. And so we've just, do you know what, we've just now got some amazing connections with the universities. You know, we've been here three years. We've opened up nine months before a pandemic. Uh, we're still here. We're still thriving. We're, we're doing great. Um, and I think we've now picked up and really established those connections with the university. Um, and, yes, yeah, so we were able to help and support the businesses that we've got here. That's more so with recruitment as well. Yeah. Um, so for staff, so we use the graduates, we do the kickstart scheme, um, all of that, and the funding. And you've got John Stenhouse in here as well, which I think he's in a meeting at the moment, so unfortunately we can't speak to him. Um, 
But this is, you know, having those 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 people move in, those organisations move in, is a huge, I think, um, what's the word I'm looking for? It's a huge statement of faith in what you do here in the Innovation Centre and the ecosystem you provide. Uh, that must be really rewarding for you and for Neil um, to have that kind of vote of confidence. That's what I was looking for. To have that vote of confidence in what you're doing, to have those those organisations say, oh, do you know what? We want to be part of this. We want to jack into this. How is yeah. that? How, how, how do you find oh, it? Oh, no, absolutely. And, and that's, that's one of the biggest things that when, when I'm doing a tour and, and, and talking about the Innovation Centre is that we are more than just an office. There's lots of office spaces that around Colchester that you can rent, but we're more than that. And it's us trying to get that across. So we have that business support which is obviously Neil um, and myself, where we're located, the university, so we can tap in mm. to all of that for the businesses. And I know I mentioned about the community, right, but we're a family. I strongly feel that we're a family here. And I know you, the building's beautiful. It, it, it's gorgeous looking. Yeah. It's very modern. But I think when you walk in, you might expect that, oh, dear me, it's very... But isn't it? It's vibrant. It's very relaxed. You, you, I get that feeling. I really friendly, do. Just traffic all the time. Oh, yeah, traffic, People yeah. buzzing around. And, you know, I did... I, we mentioned, I mentioned Idea Space earlier. They have their own version of family. You have your own version of family. Unlike families... They're all unique they and they bring their own thing. They yeah. bring their own sort of, they have their own dynamic. That's what I was going for. Yeah. They have their own dynamic. And, and that's, that, is, that is wonderful, to, you know, and... Okay, I'm, I'm going to say this. So, you know, when you've got certain people who will remain nameless in government who think it's great to go around and put little notes on your desk, sort of passive-aggressive notes on your desk, you know, look forward to seeing you back in the office. And, you know, it, it kind of all plays into what I feel in that, that the private sector, innovation, academia, streets ahead, way ahead. They're working sort of towards looking to the future of work and the future of what it means to be in work and, and work in a collaborative environment. And places like this, so important. Mm. And it's such, I think, for me, and I'll stop waffling in a minute, but for me, it's a huge point of pride that it's, it's all happening here in the east of England. Yeah, and, you know, we are super proud of what we've achieved as a team here in the last three years. But what we have gone through... Um, and I was talking to the mayor because we had a huge kind of tour and whatever, and one of the mayors said, we are super proud. We, we, what we have gone through in the last three years, and we are still here, they are start-up businesses and they are still running. They are, and that's all down to them, mm. down to us, down to Neil, all of the support that they are given. So I'm trying, he was trying for us to say is that, that we're not just rent an office and we... <laughs> I don't know if it sounds corny or whatever, but we are a family yeah. and we are a community. We all get on really no, well. Corny, no. And as soon as anybody walks through that door, so basically, I don't know, let's just say Armakama, who's come from the university, they studied here, they've moved from a little office, they've, they've grown and now into a four or five hundred square foot office yeah. and they've recruited four or five more people and we can see that growth. It's amazing. It's, it's lovely. It makes mm. us feel great that we've, we've helped and we've done something. Yeah. And so as soon as they walk through, this is their office. Everything here, not just that room, everything. So it's all about first impressions and yeah, just definitely. everything. And if they get that nice, friendly feel and people want to come back, 
Mm. I think that's what we do, and we try to kind of push that out on our website to kind of say that we're about people, it's not just about office space. So, yeah, I, hey, I can go on for ages, but I, I love it. Because uh, yes. that comes across loud and but, clear. But yes. But, right. Should but we obviously couldn't do it without on. him. All right. Behind. Last, last time I saw Neil, he was wearing a tux. Was it? He's got shorts on. I didn't say that. I didn't shorts say that. Shorts on. Did you see his tattoo? Yeah, yeah. We, at least we've made an effort, <laughs> yes. haven't we? I need the pockets. What? <laughs> what I wanted to do now is just show you so what I was talking to you about the office space um, and the breakout areas and everything that our um, businesses can utilise. Um, right. So we have three floors. So I've shown you the ground floor, which is quite busy and anyone can use. Yep. And so are welcome. Mm -hmm. uh, and then the first floor and second floor is our office space. So we have 52 offices. Right. Um, and they say so they range from uh, one to three person office right the way up to 11 person office. But again, if somebody wanted to have a larger space, they can do what they like with the rooms. We can knock walls down. We can do yeah. whatever. So, yeah. um, right, so we're on the first floor. Um, so we have offices either side. Mm -hmm. um, and we also, in the middle, also the core of the building is our breakout area. Yeah. So here we can use, they use for meetings, again, just to kind of have interviews, they can do their Zoom calls, team calls, etc. And it's mm -hmm. just somewhere for them to come out of the office, really. Yeah. Um, and, yeah. You've got these, I mean, we, we saw these in the, in the, the, the coffee, um, the cafe, um, these sort of tall, very discreet... Um, booths. Booths. Yeah. yeah, booths, that's the word, booths. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, they're, they're, and, a, and a cardboard cut out of Elvis by the lift. Yeah, Elvis, um, yes, I'm, I'm a passion of Elvis and <laughs> somebody's birthday so one of the ladies in Minden that was her birthday and she loves Elvis too so they got her that so what we do is we yeah we have fun with Elvis we hide him around the building every day and it frightens people <laughs> hence where somebody pops them where's in, Elvis in the toilet so as I went in there he was just standing there in front of the life out of me. So we pop him in the lift we just yeah we just move him out so Elvis is in our building absolutely. Very <laughs> yes. <laughs> Sorry, that you, you, no, can, you can no, see the feel no, of what I we do here. Don't get, we? I'm we getting it. I'm getting it. It's yeah. fun. <laughs> <laughs> Lots of space here. I have to say again, it's it's very spacious, and there's you know you definitely you're having those those conversations in the booths. You, you're not going to feel you know like everyone's passing you by and listening to what you're saying yeah absolutely and only this morning there was somebody on a uh, team's call and then having an interview um just over the other side mm. in the booth so yeah. it's it's spacious enough to, like you said to still be able to have yeah. three or four kind of meetings or whatever going on yep but still be that you can definitely yeah would you like to have okay. a look at an office i would right I would. okay let's have a look i'll show you Right, let's show you. So, Alma Karma, who yes. I was talking to you about, they, they were studied at the university and then obviously they are one of our first customers that moved in three years ago um, and have been here ever since. Mm. Amazing awards, so you can see loads and loads of awards they've got. Blimey, that is the last brilliant. one they've got, Novo Award. Um, I think the last one that Ben got was, was it a Young Achiever? Mm, yeah, British, Young Achiever British Insurance. 
Yes. So Armakama, what do they do? So they do bespoke um, insurance. So basically, yeah. So basically, so where you have your own insurance, they will. You can instead of doing everything, you can just, especially for students, predominantly, is mm. to say, right, do you know what? All I need, I don't need house insurance, but all I need is my phone and my laptop. That's right. it. So they can individually insure those. It's also as well. It can be. Um, it can be insured in and out of the house on holiday, so wherever that they can insure that. Mm. And also they give to charity as well. So they so yes. percentage of their um, insurance will go to um, charity. Yeah. So they'll pay for that. And it says we are I can see you through the door. Uh, we are a living wage employer, Armakama. And again, their, their their sideboard in there is groaning with awards and a pangolin. Yeah, and you've got Seemingly. Little, yeah, Armour Karma. There you go. Yeah, so, so every office is empty, mm-hmm. so you furnish it yourself. So mm-hmm. it means that you can kind of put your own stamp on stamp it. On it exactly. So you can see they've got like a little football table in there as well, yeah. so mm-hmm. they can yeah, so they just relax and, and kind of not. unwind. But it's all individual, it's up to you mm-hmm. what, um, what you want to do. Uh, we also, another... Um, company that we got in, and again, this is making sure that we adapt, is that we had a clinical therapist um, right. in here. Now, not necessarily gateway, but bearing in mind of what we've just been through and people's mental health, etc. Yes. So he added value to here. He helps and supports the rest of the businesses if that's what they, they require. He also, as well, has about 80% of his customers are from the university. Right. Um, it's bespoke. So it's 24-7, there's not a 15-month waiting list, there's a 48-hour waiting list. Really? Um, and That's impressive. Yeah, so it's amazing having him mm-hmm. um, in here. So if I just show you this one. So Holland Resources is another great example. Is He's a, a tech IT um, recruiter. So he started into the business downstairs in the dedicated so he had a dedicated desk and within seven months i think seven eight months he's now moved up into an office space it was quickly as within four weeks of us (laughs) being able to do that for him so his office is hello Hello, could i just show this lovely man your office hello hi Hi. i'm very well how are you i'm fantastic thank you we're just kind of going around looking at offices and what they look like and also as well how you've moved from dedicated desk when you moved in and now you've moved up and expanded into to this lovely office. So this is one of our first offices. So this is the first to one to three person office. Yes. Uh, which is about 212 square foot. So again, you can do whatever you want with it. So that's why I wanted to kind of just show you He's really added some amazing colours. There are amazing, colourful... Uh, this room is surrounded by yeah. uh, amazing, colourful art. There's a so panda and a lion. These and... are acoustic boards. Really? So because it's all... It was white, 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 white everywhere. So we just... So we just stuck... These are just sort of sticky back um, vinyls and we stuck onto the acoustic boards. So we get the acoustic boards taking, obviously, all of the like, echo and noise out of the room. Um, so can I grab your name? That's Paul. Paul. From Holland. From Holland Resources. Lovely. Thank you for your time. No problem. Lovely to meet you. You too. Thank you. Hi. 
This is another office which is the dedicated desk. So what we've done is kind of create because of the demand of now people wanting to come out and not work from home, they want to now start kind of getting back yeah. into the office space. And it's not about just having the office, it's about that community people that they have that thirst of wanting mm -hmm. to be around people again yeah. rather than being at home. So um, that's what we've found. So the current trend is that they just want to now get out. And yeah. so we've had quite a, a lot of people now mm. um, move in to the centre because that's where they want to get out from yeah. working from home. Absolutely. Um, so, yeah. Yes, absolutely. I, can, I, can, uh, I, I love my daughter dearly, but I can, uh, I can get behind that. <laughs> I, uh, I was trying to record. I, I did when I did the, the coffee, the cafes and uh, tea rooms. Yeah. I decided to, whilst I was in Norwich, take a, take advantage of one of the recommendations and sort of nip in and have a. And she was with me, and we'd uh, had, a, had a coffee and she had a coke. And I thought I'll just record a bit to camera to put up there. And uh, she, she certainly made Thank it. Thank you. Um, <laughs> with rather a lot of interjections about her love of the coke that they'd served, Coca Cola. That they'd served. It's, um, it's difficult, isn't it? Having working from home, I've I've done it, and with your children, and you still got that distraction. And as mm. much as you try and not, they're there. They so, are. Yeah, absolutely. So even having that space, even two days a week, if they wanted to come to hot desking, yeah. just gets them. Yeah. And the amount of people that have said and feedback is that their productivity is just gone because yeah. they don't have that distraction. And also as well, when they just feel. When they feel like they just need to get out, the majority of people will have their calls out here. Yeah, I can imagine. Um, and they're yeah. just walking up and down. We get beanbags out there in the summer, which we'll get out um, later. But we get beanbags out there so they can sit out there. So I sit out there on my laptop working. Yeah. It's just lovely. We have pizza and beer and we have events <laughs> just to, to meet. So anybody new that comes into the business, we kind of just kind of go, look, do you know what, let's just all meet one another and introduce them and... I think we've yep, got one at the end of August, we've got a buffet outside. Hey, quite nice. I might lovely. You can come along to that if you like. Oh, thank you very much. <laughs> I, um, no, I go to a, I just drive to a cafe a few minutes down the road. Do you? And use, yeah. I turn the phone off and, um, yeah. and just sit there for all, all day and uh, edit. And edit. edit. Yes, yeah, so and try and make myself sound sensible. Unfortunately, there's not a filter for that. <laughs> hey. Right, so second floor. So, so that's a completely different feel again. We've got ping pong table uh we've got <laughs> got walking is that a, a, a work? So that's a cycle desk yes a, a cycle desk. desk yeah and then we've got the walking desk so they get um used it's... quite a lot uh the pool table also as yeah, well the pool table but li literally this is as, as there is a desk with two desks with um Cycle. exercise cycles and you've got thank you <laughs> two <laughs> desks with um uh what do you call it running machines yeah um, no, no, your treadmill treadmill yeah. that was it yeah i'm having trouble with my words today um two desk <laughs> treadmills uh i don't know if that's a dream come true or a complete nightmare realized but um fantastic it's a, good it's a, yeah no i, I believe it they're, they're very good apparently they're supposed to have we had um Quite a lot of um, students um, come around and tour around Japanese students, and they have loads of them. Um, and apparently, um, your creativity when you're standing up working is through the roof. Apparently, uh -huh. um, I have tried it once and fell off. So I. I was going to say, if you get a surprising email, you'll have to watch yourself. <laughs> yeah. Otherwise, you stop yeah. and nice be flung view. off. Look, yes. a lovely view straight outside the window, kind of yeah, meadow looking. Hey, there is, there is, a, there is literally a meadow. 
Yeah. Right outside the window. Lovely view. You can sort of see all the all the um the pollen and, and whatnot sort of blowing. Um and there's trees. It's beautiful green space. It, it really is, nice. is. It's a beautiful part of land that we're that we're on. So But you don't lose that sense of being at the heart of, of, of something bigger. Um, you know, at the heart of the campus. Of yeah. Buildings, are you? Mm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. But so discreetly. Yeah. Fantastic. So this gets used used quite a lot, and again, this is for the customers here, for the businesses yeah. here, um, to use. And again, it's for the, for us, it's for just to try and get them. Look, if they're feeling a bit stressed or whatever, that there's somewhere for them to just go and just rewind. Yeah, and and just Brilliant. come. We have a pool tournament. We had that. Neil put that together um, some <laughs> while ago. Um, I think actually come. Was in it for like three or four games, wasn't I? I think maybe they might have thought because I was a centre manager they wanted me to win. Because if not, but but that was that would probably been three or four games more than I've managed. I, 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 um... <laughs> um, so no, so that's good. Um, and like we can take that outside as well. And we've had ping pong tournaments and looking putting something on the wall as well for double. So yeah, so it's, it's a nice space for um, for them to come in. Play, I suppose. Mm. Really. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, all this all work and no play. But uh, yeah, there's, lots of, uh, there's been lots of meetings. I bet they have. Yeah. Pool table, predominantly. Neil. <laughs> mm. is, he, is, he, is he a shark? Is he? Is he? Is uh... it? Well, mm. actually, the thing is, is that is that people relax. Yeah. Aren't they? And it's it's a nice environment. Mm -hmm. um, that's, you've, you've, you've clearly put a lot of effort into making this sort of relaxing, uh, yet productive place to be. Mm. And that does, that does that take a lot of thought and planning? Or is it quite a natural process? You just think, what would we like? I think because I've been here from the very beginning. Um, actually, you were as well, weren't you, Neil? Yeah, yeah. So we were here from the very beginning, before any furniture was in here. So we helped the mobilisation, so putting this all together um and just kind of what they wanted is it finished could we do some more absolutely but again it's about adapting to what our customers want um and if it is and we do talk to them and what is it that you would like yeah. and and whatever so yeah and then we'll do that for them um but we did have to think about all the furnishings etc of how it should feel is it a beautiful modern lovely building mm. we needed that we wanted that feel inside still to be very modern clean yeah but also not clinical yes that's a tough one isn't it yeah, yeah. It's, it is hard but it's again it's putting all of those soft furnishings in and making it welcoming and inviting the use of color as well i mean yes yeah this floor there's a huge orange wall behind us yeah um yeah and you've got the moss wall and so the living yeah. wall there so mm. So, yes, yeah, so there is still some more that we'd like to do. Um, but again, it's it's just an ongoing, yeah, absolutely, yeah, ongoing thing. Right. Yeah. So this is us. This is, um, this yeah, is you. this is us. Um, just trying to think if there's anything else that, like I said, you you know why we're here. I've said that. Yeah. Um, what we're doing now. So how are we now? We have about thirty odd businesses here. They all collaborate with one another and, yeah. and support one another, but we have that infrastructure that, yeah. to get that sorted and, and help them. And there's that huge vote of confidence where people come from the university 
and they stay and they grow and they move through the building. And as, as I said before, all power to you because that's a huge vote of confidence in what you do here. Georgina Watts, thank you very much for taking the time to show us uh, the Innovation Centre here at Knowledge Gateway. It's been an absolute pleasure. Oh, you are more than welcome. Thank you very thank much. You Well, following on from the fantastic tour with Georgina Watts, I'm here with Neil Griffin, Innovation Director, who, like I, like I said to Georgina earlier, the last time I saw you was at the Suffolk Chamber of Commerce prestige dinner last year when you were in your, your best bib and tucker. Uh, Neil, welcome to Eastern Promise. Thank you for your time. No, thanks for having me. And uh, yeah, it's great to get you down into Essex. I know we've been trying to plan this for a while. And yeah, off the back of the Suffolk Chamber event, it's just good to kind of showcase what East Anglia is doing in general, because I'm really passionate about linking everybody up in the whole of the region rather than just in one county. I think we can be sort of, uh, we sort of semi-isolate ourselves into sort of various little pockets in Norfolk, in Suffolk, Cambridgeshire, Essex, and in Cambridgeshire again, city very much separate from uh, the wider county. And to a lesser extent, that can be also true in Norwich. Um, but it's it's fantastic that people like yourself, uh, Ben Hartley in the at Idea Space, uh, so keen to reach out to the rest of the region, and and that's hopefully what Eastern Promise can work with you 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 all to achieve. I'm going to start you with a fairly basic question that I kind of fire at a lot of people in this kind of space, in the innovation space. What does that word innovation mean to you, Neil Griffin? I think it's changing all the time. I think people have got this perception that innovation is this all singing, all dancing, massive leap forward in a product, idea, whatever it might be. And yes, obviously that happens, and you know that 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 happens in places like the university where we're we are based. But for me, evolution, uh, innovation is also an evolution. It can be an evolution of an idea, a service, a product. It can be a tweak, as well as a massive idea. So I think if people understand that there's a massive amount of innovation going on in this centre and across the region. It's just how it's defined and that definition is, is moving all the time, I think. That's, that's really interesting. I mean, how do we link up those pockets of innovation? Is it really kind of necessary for them to have their own, to, to have the sort of same definition of innovation? Or is, is, is it kind of some kind of difference a good thing i mean i think difference is a good thing you're never going to get everyone to completely agree <laughs> on anything so i think that you know it's an, it's an independent view but what i would say is that you know we're talking about collaboration the more you can collaborate the better people do and certainly entrepreneurs get a bit um, hent up with their idea and their business and actually from my point of view, collaboration knocks down loads of those barriers. You're asking for help. You're getting ideas from someone else with a different perspective. And it's probably one of the last major competitive advantages by actually collaborating with people. Mm. It takes your business forward. It takes your ideas forward. It takes innovation forward. So you're um, innovation director here. And do you just give our listener a, a sense of what that means? You're obviously coach and very similar to Pabita Devi at uh, the epicentre at Haverhill, uh, and although now she's, she's moved on. Um, give us a sense of what the experience is like 
for someone coming in and how the relationship with yourself uh, evolves from, from that initial meeting. Yeah, and that's, that's, a, that's, a, that's a good place to start. So yeah, there's always an initial meeting. Everybody, any business or any person that wants to engage with the building, we, we try and set up a meeting with me within kind of 28 days, so within that first month. And the reason we do that is to get a better understanding of what they do, but also how we might help and support. So we do a really fun, for informal kind of business diagnostic, and it's just me asking a few questions. And anything that is said in those meetings is Chatham House rules, so that goes no further. Mm -hmm. I have my own personal records that, that we keep safe, and so that actually I'm kind of like Switzerland when it comes to, <laughs> to people in the building, but also with the commercial side of the building, because obviously we sell office space, and some of those conversations that I have might conflict with that. It's about mm -hmm. the business and how we can support them. So that's how we start. It's very much a general chat over a coffee, over the pool table, which you saw earlier. It just relaxes people sometimes as well to find out where they, where they might want to go. Now, some I might never see again, although we interact in the building, but they don't maybe need that formal support. Some is very much, let's put them on a bit of a, a roadmap of support. And some is just really bespoke sounding boards. You know, we need this support, I need to put in touch with an accountant or a solicitor or whatever it might be. We do, we do really tailor it. And we have some kind of bespoke tools that really help me with that. And one of those is Growth Mapper. So that's a licensed tool through Oxford Innovation. And what that does is that allows us to get into the guts of the business really quickly and help to provide feedback, good and bad. And then we work on the gaps in that business to really drive the business forward. That's, I mean, that's, that's an incredibly valuable resource uh, to have here. Um, how, one of the things that really interests me is uh, the, 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 the kind of circles these centres sort of operate within, if that's the right phrase, um, in terms of you've got someone like Idea Space, which is kind of ostensibly part, and ostensibly is the wrong word, but nominally part um, uh, under the auspices of the University of Cambridge, but uh, very much separate to it. You've got uh, the epicentre at Haverhill, which is very much by itself. Uh, you've got the Enterprise Centre at the UEA, which is very much part of the university. How would you describe the kind of, uh, the, you know, the, 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 how the uh, Innovation Centre sits within sort of the University of Essex? Because I think it's a slightly different situation here. Yes, it is, I think. I mean, I mean we're a partner with the University of Essex. They, they built the building. They had funding come in from Essex County Council and the South East LEP. So from that point of view, it's a partnership already in Essex and in the Eastern region. And the goal was and is for this to be the focal point of innovation in Essex, but also across the East. That's, that was the goal. That's, that's my goal. That's Georgina's goal to really highlight that. And you know, Oxford Innovation have 27 centres around the UK, so we've got a national network. Mm -hmm. And we also really champion the local community. That's, that's what we do, the local ecosystem. You know, we link up with the university on a daily basis. They're, they're based in the building. We put referrals to them for knowledge transfer partnerships, innovation vouchers, yeah. interns, all those things that businesses really struggle with to get a leg up, we've got access to, and we can do formal introductions get people higher up the ladder quicker because it's trust and it's you know 
who you know sometimes, isn't it? So we can definitely do those introductions to people. The fact that we're part of a university enterprise zone really helps, adds credibility to any businesses in the center. Their business looks bigger because they're part of a innovation center. And, and as you've seen when you came through the door, it looks impressive. So all of a sudden, it does. So all of a sudden you've got more credibility by mm. being by association. So the association with the university is great. The association with um, Essex County Council, Colchester Borough Council, we've got Essex Chambers of Commerce in the building. We're attracting the right people that want to engage with us and we also will help them and we actively push referrals to those um, organisations as well because it, that's how it works. It's about creating visibility for everyone to shine and no one yeah. should be hent up on their own individual area or... I mean, it's it's... It seems more uh, to me what you've described a very a uh, much more free flowing ecosystem with okay yes bit bit like a uh, you mentioned Switzerland a bit like a, a you know very, very finely put together cuckoo clock or uh, or, or or watch and that all the gears are meshing uh, really nicely and there's you've got some really good move, movement going through them and whereas other organisations may be much more sort of and, that, and that, that's no sort of hint of judgment on my part. Fewer moving parts, um, but again, you've you've got that. You seem to have that faster flow, not faster, but uh, you know, more fluid, fluid flow. That was a stupid <laughs> phrase. God, go on. Where are you going with this, Rigby? You've got that flow um, g going sort of from the university into this building and through this building, various stages of growth rather than kind of like a one and done, uh, you know, make room for the next geezer. Would you say that's, that's an accurate summation <laughs> or am I just yeah, talking I mean, cobblers? We, I mean, there's loads of different, I guess, terms and trends thrown around about what an innovation centre to do. We, we kind of see ourselves as enablers in a positive yeah. way and, it, and translators. So a lot of my job is to translate what might be coming out of a university in very academic speak to how do we commercialize that yeah that's probably where i sit because you know there's different there's different languages going on there and, and different it's targets. exactly the thought that was occurring to me there's a very different language comes with academia absolutely and, yeah. and you have to learn i mean when you're almost when you're a student you you kind of have to learn to speak it and even then um it's nothing that it's something that you can be very accomplished in your field but still not yeah. understand that 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 special language that comes with academia so what, what what's your sort of process for sort of unpicking that or is it just something that kind of comes naturally to you um it probably comes naturally now i mean my, my background is very commercial i used to work for adnams for a number of years as hey. a retail director so I've, I've seen a business grow and i've seen the entrepreneurship that grows in a business i've also done an mba so actually i've seen that academic journey and i've been a non-exec at the enterprise center in norwich so the reason this role appealed is because of all those different experiences that I've got to help startups to scale and point them in the right direction. So that's why it's important if I can know as much about the business as possible and where their, their potential gaps are, but also champion what they're really good at. And it's just navigating them on the route. Mm. And that might be a referral to someone else. That doesn't matter as long as we, we are doing the right thing by them. Yes, you know, obviously see. we want to sell office space. It's not mm -hmm. for around the bush. That is our main cash cow. Mm -hmm. But we are way more than that. We help people grow and develop. And the idea is to actually push them outside the building. So we've got Parkside, which you can see behind us, which is kind of larger SME space that's owned by the university. And the goal is to push people out of the building 
onto there for grow on space. Now, not many places in the UK have that route. So when you're saying, is some of this stuff fluid? Yeah, but some of it's really quite detailed, detailed plans go into place to work out how we do that. Yeah. Because you asked about innovation. Now, innovation can be really messy if you don't have a bit of rigor around it. You know, how productive are you? What are you actually doing on a daily basis? What is the output? You've got to have things in place to grow a business. And that's what I do. And I help hold people to account. You have to have a plan. It doesn't matter if it's a fag packet plan. It doesn't need to be war and peace shoved in a drawer. It needs to be what you're going to look at and planned. You need to work on your profitability and cash flow. That is king. But you need to be a good leader as well because you can't grow without that. So mm. there's three things there that are really key to driving a local ecosystem for every business to look at. Yeah. I don't know about anyone else, but I'll be replaying that 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 little bit you just said time and time again because I'm not sure I'd my I think my plans uh, would uh, disgrace the back of at the minute. And uh, my my uh, this is my I'm approaching the end of my first year as uh, as a as a as a as a, as a sort of a sole operator and. Uh, uh, looking forward to the year end. That's going to be an interesting experience. But um, one thing I wanted to come on, I mean, I've, I've, I've been, this is going to sound far more intellectual than it actually is, because I can tell you this because I've read the same chapter of the book now three times. But I've been reading at the moment about uh, the virtuous circle that's been created in uh, East Texas, was it West Texas, West Texas, um, around the cotton industry there. And this is sort of more modern times, not with some of its, uh, you know, very dark history, but in more modern times, uh, in that there's a what, what the what the author describes as a virtuous circle between uh, Texas Tech and the U.S. Department for Agriculture and the cotton growers, so that they all kind of benefit from you know each other and. Your, is it fair to say, because from my sense is very much that you are describing very much here in Colchester that virtuous circle between local authority, LEP, university and this building? Yeah, I think so. I mean, that's, that, that's a pretty good model to look at for anything, I think. It, it comes back to, uh, if you look at your business, what opportunity have you got locally? You, you, in, my, in my experience, you'd start small so let's use this building as an example the pe the reason that people are attracted to this building is they get connections with other businesses like-minded people that gets that word gets thrown out a lot you know i like-minded people every you know, every innovation center is doing innovation and you know yeah. they, they'd all have a coffee together and all that kind of thing but again you have to have a bit of rigor to pull that together so we have meet the neighbors events that george puts on and, and as you can imagine, at a classic networking event, there are some people that don't want to... That's their idea of hell, right? <laughs> going, into a, going into a networking event and having to force yourself to meet people. But there's opportunity in those events. Yeah. So we actively pull people together that we think might work together, and then we let them get on with it. We don't mm. interfere of... To, you, know, you work with who you want to work with. It's your business. I will give you my opinion. It's not advice. It's an opinion. You can take that on and move it forward. But what, what does that do? That then keeps that virtuous circle in the building. So you might have, so if your website needs developed, you've got someone in the building who can do that and they'll give you mates rates. If you need to recruit for a software developer, someone in the building that does that. 
So all of a sudden the wooden dollars from a profitability point of view are kicking around the building and they don't really necessarily need to go out. If they do need to go out, we can use the Colchester area and then they're just, they're just concentric circles, you know, Essex, East Anglia, and push it right out across, across the region. That then feeds into the local, you know, county, whatever, whatever, whatever you deem it to be, it could go national, I suppose, because we've got a national network and we, yeah. we actively will actively use that. I mean, it's very interesting you use the phrase like-minded people and you're right to caveat that slightly. Uh, caveat, did you caveat it? Yeah, you were right to caveat that slightly because like-minded doesn't necessarily mean to say you're in the same industry, you're doing working on the same type of product. It just means you've, I think you've got a very similar approach to the things you need to do. Um, and it's, it's quite interesting because uh, my background uh, is very much um, small p politics, um, not in a political party sense because I was never a member of one. But it would be interesting to see which MPs, for example, got on very well. And that was never on the basis of the party. It was on the basis of just that personal feeling, you know, hey, hi, how are you? How is it going? Uh, and, you know, they, they kind of parked all the other stuff. One thing I wanted to ask you was... And I'm going to find, I want to say this in the most positive way possible. What's your ideal um, uh, client, your ideal tenant? Is, is it someone who's very much knows where they're going? They've got a very good plan and you've got, you know, you've, you've got a few bits of, give me your opinion here and there and by and large they can handle it. Or is it something you can really get your, someone you can really think, I can really help this pe person. They've got a great idea, but they need that bit of guidance and I can give them that. I mean, as you can imagine, I mean, there's everywhere in between what you just said there. Uh, personally, for me, it's a business or someone that I can help, but they've got to want to help themselves. So there's an element of a self-leadership angle there. You know, everyone, everyone wants to move their business forward. You know, the fact that we provide business support, you've got, you've got to want to ask for the help. So we offer it, we don't enforce it, we don't push it on people. And yeah, my ideal client is someone that wants to grow personally, wants to develop their team, wants to, the business to grow. And I've got the experience and a model and an easy route through for them if that's what they want to do. So from a, I don't know, a business planning point of view, that, that, that is everyone's nightmare. And again, why should you do it? Well, make it simple, do a business model canvas, it's all on one sheet. You do it, I can ask you some questions about it. You then come out with some actions and outputs that might, will definitely help move your business forward. I generally believe that. It might be in sales and marketing, it might be in finance, it might be in strategy, it might be in you know, human resources, whatever it, whatever it might be. But what happens with startups and businesses generally is the ego gets in the way and pride gets in the way. Yeah. And actually that's the worst thing that can happen. That's another reason that, that businesses fail. Yeah ask for help, yeah. ask for help, and ask for help early. Right, there's a very, <laughs> very good tips. Um, I had a really good question on the tip of my tongue earlier, and this is, a, this is one of those bits that's gonna wind up on the cutting room floor. That was it. You talked about a bit earlier about uh, your breadth of experience across the region. And I thought, you know, uh, well, we start to sort of move towards the, the, the end of the chat. I want, would really like to get your take, your impression, and perhaps your wish list 
if I can put it that way, um, for how this region is developing um, in terms of you know innovation spaces, new industries coming forward, replacing sort of you know we're we're, we're going to talk on Eastern Promise about the future of agric agriculture and agritech and sort of very a very rural county like Norfolk, what the future holds there. Uh, but you know, what's your impression of the kind of East Anglian, uh, East of England uh, sort of ecosystem, um, business enterprise ecosystem, as someone who's really kind of planted their flag all over, all over uh, from Norfolk, Suffolk, and now here in Essex? There was a question there. I, I mean, I mean, there's massive opportunity. There's massive opportunity, but it's starting from a low base. Is the other thing. You've got pockets. That have always been there. Cambridge is massive if we're looking that far across, which we are, because in my head it's East Anglia. So actually, you start yep, from Cambridge, right. you then got that uh, corridor up to Norwich, which is kind of the next part of the map. So that so that's developed quite nicely. But if you look at any report from I don't know Innovate UK or Tech Nation or whatever, East Anglia looks like it's doing well, but but it's it's because of Cambridge and it's because of Norwich. Mm -hmm. the, the highlight, there's lots going on from a funding point of view, for example. But actually, there is more. There's things going on in Ipswich at the University of Suffolk. You know, the Innovation yes. Labs have just opened there with Peter Basford and Peter Brady. They've had a, uh, an Innovation Labs in Stowmarket for a while. There's now one opening in Woodbridge near me, which I'll be spending some time with mentoring. Because actually, that makes sense. Why would mm -hmm. we not try and link that up a bit more? You've then got BT at Astral Park, which we've got a good relationship with, with them. Excellent. You've got, uh, I guess, yeah, various things going in Cambridge, but you know, the Bradfield Centre, we know James Parton there. So again, we'll link up with them. We know people at ARU with, at Chelmsford. We are opening a space, which I think has been announced, but if it's not and it's exclusive, we're opening a launch pad <laughs> in South End at the end of the year well, hey. on the airport. So, so there's lots going on, but it, but it's got there's got to be a will from everybody that's either running those spaces, or has contributed to the funding. To really collaborate and grow, because it's about visibility for the region, because it has it is a low base when you look at some of the things that are going on, and just shouting about it, and you know, and if if people are going for Innovate UK grants, the university here can help them, other universities can help, because it's a bid writing war at that point, yeah, and the success rate. It's low. So again, ask for help. If you need some advice, come and speak to us. Mm -hmm. Speak to the Epicentre, because that's another great resource just outside Cambridge and Suffolk. You've got Techies that are doing some really good stuff with Tim Robinson. And we're, hello, Tim. You know, hello, Tim. We're getting this. Uh, I'm seeing Tim Monday. Yeah. Come on, sure. Tim. We're going to do some more tech and toast here. But there's lots of, there's lots of resource out there in East Anglia. You know, you've got the growth hubs as well. Best yeah. growth hub is, is, is great. And, and there's, stuff at one that does some really good stuff and the chambers do some really good things yes they've probably got their own agendas everyone's got their own budgets right everyone's got their own marketing going out but as an entrepreneur and a business owner you should be able to grasp something and run with it what you might just need is an external sounding board just to make sure you're kind of on the right tracks with it really and that's what we that's what i think yeah. we sit that's again that's that's an area i think that uh, private sector academia uh, the science sector, they're all way, way ahead. Um, and you, you're absolutely right. And one of the things I keep coming back to when I ask so many people this, 
uh, for their take on it. And I think you've already answered the question, so I won't, I won't necessarily ask you to, to respond to this, and you can if you like. Uh, it's not a zero-sum game. It's not a question of we have to win, and if Cambridge wins, then the rest of us will have lost something. It's not, it's about looking, okay, that's happened. Where's our opportunity flowing from that? How can we help them succeed? And in doing so, lift, you know, the rising tide that lifts all boats, should we say. Uh, and that's, that's something I'm really, really passionate about. I'm really sort of, you know, we've, we've got to, it's very easy in a, in a region this size to be quite, as we say, sort of reduce ourselves to silos and, uh, you know, the, the politics naturally gravitates towards silos, be they divisions, wards, constituencies, county boundaries, you know, local authority boundaries. Uh, I mean, uh, but business doesn't. Business doesn't. I mean, you know, as you say, Haverhill's in Suffolk. Uh, the epicentre is in Suffolk. But that doesn't, you know, they, they're not going to say, oh, I'm sorry, did you say from Cambridge? Oh, we're in Suffolk, we can't help you. You know, that's, the, and, and I expect it's the same here. Are you in Suffolk? You know, we're in Essex. Sorry, click. Um, so, you know, that, that's it's so great to hear you talk in those terms because they are so important, so important that we, 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 we kind of seize those opportunities. And the best way, I mean, tell me what you think. The best way I think is for those who are of that mind, who are of that will to come together and say, okay, what can we, where can we take this? Where can we go? Because, you know, my experience is very much momentum pulls people in. You know, if, if we're all sort of standing around scratching our heads, that, that's not gonna, that's not gonna, you know, that's not gonna encourage anyone. But when, when you build momentum, like you clearly have in a building like this, you do, it creates a center of gravity, pulls people in. Yeah, I think, I think it's definitely about momentum. It's the classic visibility. You don't have a business unless you're visible. So it's kind of like, if you looked at the kind of techie, let's call it the tech ecosystem in East Anglia, gotta make it visible because that attracts other people. And that's, that's the way to go. And you've got to have the people in place to be able to want to work with each other. Yes. That's, that's where the, there has to be a will there to work with each other. Mm -hmm. And as you say, what is the opportunity? You've got a lot of people now, again, this is a bit of generalization, a lot of people moving out of London to this part of the world because it is technically more sparsely populated than most, but it's got a good train links into London. Yep. So actually you could do a lot of working from home in Colchester, Ipswich, Norwich, Chelmsford, way more than you ever could do and still have a good job that is either based in London or remotely situated in yeah. one of those one of those areas. That adds value to the local ecosystem. They can come on hot desk here. You know, we had someone from Coca-Cola hot desk in here a few weeks ago because he couldn't get in because the train strikes. Yeah. You've got a new town being built in Marsham, a whole new mm -hmm. town that will feed into the BT pedestrian yeah. park ecosystem. That should naturally flourish just because of the fact there's more people there. <laughs> so, so from an economy point of view, this should boom. Mm. House prices are going up, more people are coming to the area, more ideas, more innovation. But it has to be fostered and it has to be nurtured and has to be the right places for people to go and get good advice. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, I, I remember, um, actually, you, you prompt me to think of a conversation I had with Lisa Perkins when I interviewed her who's uh, Director of uh, uh, Applied Research at Industrial Park. And I sort of said to her, do you fact that your BT, this global brand, detract or distract from the fact you're very much part 
of the East of England tech ecosystem. And um, she sort of felt, yeah, it can do. Um, uh, but they, say they you can't have a conversation. They always almost get forgotten, ironically, uh, quite often when you're talking about sort of this ecosystem. Oh yes, there's a natural park as well. Because it's kind of like, feels, you know, up there in the stratosphere. But uh, we're so glad and so proud that, that, that they are here in the East of England. I just wanted to ask you briefly before we close, um, Colchester is now a city. And you know, as 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 someone who's who who doesn't who's sort of been here a couple of times over the, over over the years, what does something like that change? Do you think um, for uh, you know institution like the University of Essex? You were in a town, and now you're in a, you know part of a city. Uh, what does that change for you, if anything at all? I think I think it does change a lot just by the nature of what funding might come in to the city now as it will be. And when you look at somewhere like Ipswich that didn't go for city status and Colchester got it, you can see the reaction from Ipswich yes. to say, why didn't we even put in for it? So you've got to be in it to win it from that point of view. It will just, it provides a kind of start point now. So you've got to start somewhere with a lot of this kind of innovation and and tech and the town funds deals that are all going through. So, so it, it, it generates a focal point and from what I understand from having spoken to Colchester Borough Council, there is a plan to roll out a series of, for what one of a better word, events over the next year that highlight that it's got city status and what can you do around that and what innovation is going on. So, so all of a sudden it brings people together and it means you can push on. You know, there's a, there's a new tech hub that's going to be going into the centre of the town as part of the town's fund. Now, most people think, was well, that competition? Well, not really. It's that kind of competitive collaboration where actually we can work with them. They're a bit smaller than we are from a footprint point of view. So actually we can probably trade some customers off. But again, it just highlights the digital sector in Colchester. It means there's stuff going on here. Yeah, That's got to be a good thing for everybody that you know everyone can pull together and push in the, right, the same direction. And it just means there's gonna be opportunity. What a perfect way to uh, end uh, our chat. Neil Griffin, it's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you for being so generous with your time and thank you for the, the really warm welcome that Eastern Promise have had uh, at the Innovation Centre at Knowledge Gateway at the University of Essex. Thank you. No problem. Nice to see you. Thank you to Neil and Georgina for the very warm welcome. The Knowledge Gateway has a unique feel of sustainability matched with room to grow on the campus, both for startups and early stage businesses. It's a hugely impressive space and a pleasure to visit. Though it often seems like Christmas creeps upon us unawares. That thankfully was not the case at the Norwich Research Park recently. Anglia Innovation Partnership, which manages the park, invited its tenants to a festive fling to eat, network and celebrate. And I tagged along to find out what the businesses based at Norwich Research Park wanted from Santa this year. I'm here with... Uh, Alex Howard of, of R Software. Uh, so we make uh, software for research, uh, remote research software, so questionnaires, cognitive tests, 
uh, for degenerative conditions. And I'm here with Kirsty Cully because she has a very, very swish, shiny badge. And what do you do here in the research part, Kirsty? So I work in the Anglia Innovation Partnership Office, who are the science management entity for the research park. Um, I'm the scientist in the team, so I'm helping connect our researchers with businesses in the region and helping to commercialise our science. So it's your job to effectively say there, no, don't do that. That, that was not going to work for science. Or yes, 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 brilliant, let's do it. I would like to lie and say I'm that important, but no. <laughs> so, no, you just, you just support, so please don't do it. <laughs> well, please do, more likely. How long have you been on the research park and how do you find the community here? Yeah, so we've been here about five years. We're, we're at a virtual tenant, so we don't have a physical office here. But, the, but, it, but it's great, you know, the, the presence that that gives us to our clients. You know, this is our registered office, gives us access to all the facilities, to the cafe, and to also meet other clients on the park and in the, the UEA. So yes, it's, it's great. It's a great place to be. I didn't know you could do that. Ideas are forming now. And, uh, and I can help you with that. Ah, thank you very much. I'm only a po- I'm a, I am a mere podcaster, but um, what does our software want uh, from Father Christmas in the stocking this year? And what's your, what's your hope for 2023? And you, you don't laugh, Kirsten. I'm going to come to you in a second with the same question. Well, we're, we're trying to promote uh, better research. So we're trying to reduce costs for research, especially research which is funded by public money or by charity money. We want to be able to, them to be able to do more for their money or to be able to do multiple projects, not just one big project. So for next year, we're trying to raise awareness. You know, we're working with Kirsty and with the UEA um, to try and raise awareness. And, and hopefully next year, we'll get a few more people on board and we'll, you know, we'll get going. <laughs> well, he's, you're clutching my, my business card, which I hope you will use should you need, should you need it. And now he's trying to eat it. <laughs> and so he can deny he met me. That's, that's fair enough. That's fair enough. My daughter does much the same. And Kirsty, what's, what's your hope for the research park and for, you, for uh, this fantastic, fantastic hub for research and development in, in Norfolk? Oh, so many dreams for the park, but we've got so many amazing scientists, as you say, world-class, so I hope that we can keep bringing in great uh, partnerships with commercials and other researchers and really optimise what we're doing here. There's so much potential. All the best, and Eastern Promise will be absolutely four square behind you all the way. Thank you. And I'm here with... Uh, George Hooper. And Sam Blake of Tropic Bioscience. You aren't going to get away with it, Sam Blake. <laughs> so, Tropic Bioscience, for people who don't know, in, that which unfortunately includes, well, I know the name, but what do you do at Tropic Bioscience? Uh, I work in HR. Right. And Sam? And I'm the procurement manager of Tropic Bioscience. And Tropic Bioscience? Tropic Bioscience works on genetically modified cro- uh, crops, um, specifically tropical crops such as banana, coffee and rice. Well, I, I can only approve of the coffee, and I do, and I do like a nice, nice banana. But um, what, what's it like being here on the research park, and what's the community like? Yeah, it's great. I think it's brilliant that you walk past people who have the same interests as you on a daily basis. Um, even if you don't necessarily know people, you, there's still great discussion in terms of like when you walk into the building and things like that. Even by the bike sheds, for example, when I cycle in, I chat to people who work at different companies and things like that. It's great. Well, as someone in HR, what, how important is the, the, the infrastructure in terms of, you know, sort of places to go, social events, to, to uh, the Tropic team? Yeah, I think it's brilliant. It's almost like having an extra network in, in terms of our work, um, and it gives you another reference point. Um, so compare, when you're doing analysis of market and benchmark and things like that, it's great to have competitors and different, different people who are in the same sorts of fields nearby. It's brilliant. And what's in Santa's stocking um, for uh, for Tropic Bioscience, and and, uh, and what you're looking forward to in 20, uh, 
What are you looking forward to in 2023? Yeah, so 2023, we hope to grow at a similar rate to what we already have. Um, we expect to expand over some new premises and bring some new future lines into some of our crops. So everything's looking good for 2023, we hope. Excellent. And that new premises here, or are you, you looking to uh, exit? Yeah, so no, they will be on site. And um, there are going to be some additional facilities that we hope don't quite exist yet but will make exist over the course of the year <laughs> that is really exciting news good to know thank you thank you very much thank you hi i'm nico uh, nico prandi from colorifics ah and what t- tell me about colorifics what do you do here on the research park uh, basically we are trying to revolutionize the dyeing industry which uh, is quite uh, polluting at the moment is a big source of pollution especially with fast fashion and the stuff going on which is frequently needed like more clothing and uh, so basically our founder he seen the the, the the rivers that were polluted in the um, uh, in those areas in which there is these factories and what he did was like uh, uh, he said maybe we can do this naturally and we can uh, do this using um, um, like bacteria and microorganisms and use those to die shall I, shall I say it quicker no 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 you, you're doing fine okay um, nothing is brilliant fantastic that is so amazing it's not very concise it's very cool and it, it gives you a lot of satisfaction to see all the, like the di- the dyeing happening and the, the all the microorganisms producing the color and then the color going on fabric and then the, the, there is a lot of in- interest in the fashion industry for new dyeing techniques. So we have we collaborate with major major firms like even high fashion. I'm not allowed to say the names, but no, 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 I understand. But yeah, like you think about like high fashion kind of. Well, that is, that is what an exciting field to be in at such a necessary time. And what's it like being in this, are you in this building? This, we're in the centrum on the research park. Uh, we are in the Innovation Centre, just across the road. Oh, fantastic. Um, what's it like being here on the Norwich Research Park? What's the community like? Uh, so I, I like uh, Norwich in general as a city and uh, I like the Norwich Research Park. It's... Um, it's a great environment to be, uh, to work, I feel. People are very nice around. Uh, so, they're all talking, they can't hear you, so if, okay. you, want, if you want to dish some dirt, we, we don't mind. Oh, I hate Kate in <laughs> particular. <laughs> your, colleague standing, your colleague standing right next to you. Well, that's, I, I was really exciting to have you on the, on the research part, doing really, really important and fascinating work. Um, What's, what's your hope for, for what's going to be in your, your Christmas stocking for Colorifics and what are you hoping for from 2023? So we are hope to expand our color range even further and get some of the new colors that are going to be like uh, going to be the major request for the next year because you know every year there's fashionable colors so we hope we get those. <laughs> Well, all the best to you, and it's really great to have you on the research park in Norfolk and in the east of England. Thank you so much. It's it's really fantastic to be here with a, a representatives of a wonderful charity, Big C, and I'm here with Antonia Gray, marketing coordinator. It says on a very nice uh, badge there on a wonderful lanyard. How wonderful is it to have you on this park? Oh, I know. It's really exciting to be here, actually. We were invited down for the festive fling, and it's, it's great. Away. Your colleagues are backing you away. I know. They're shocking. Away. No. <laughs> it's a bit like being in the circus. Never make eye contact with the clown. <laughs> 
but no it's lovely because just to meet different organizations in the building and just say happy Christmas really good idea so what kind of thing do you obviously science is involved because you're on the Norwich research but what, what kind of uh, science do you I sounded like sounded like a children's TV presenter what kind of science do you do here so it is cancer support really yeah. so a, a big part of what we do we've got um, various different support centers around Norfolk um, and support hubs as well so people can pop in for a cup of tea they can have one-to-one counselling sessions or join a support group to so it's kind of anyone affected by cancer it can be the patient themselves or a family member that has been affected by cancer or a friend well how, how wonderful to have you here and um so what 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 do you think of this community that you're you're part of at the research park i think it's it's brilliant i mean it it feels very innovative to be kind of here kind of in the the thick of what's what's going on um yeah and obviously part of our work is is funding phd students to do cancer research and that sort of thing so it's all all linked in um we've also got lots of shops we've got 11 shops around the county as well um so yeah it's a busy busy charity but brilliant to be part of the research park as our head office and do you have lots of sort of links outside of of norfolk with other hubs in in the region yeah, I think we're growing as a charity. I mean, we've been going since the 70s, um, so we're in our 40-something year. <laughs> um, and, yeah, so we're, we do work with people outside of the county. Um, and, obviously, quite a lot of people come from various places in Cambridgeshire or Suffolk or whatever to, to use the hospital at Norwich for treatment and things like that. So we are, we're venturing across borders, and, and we're there for anyone affected by cancer, really. So... Well, that's great to know, and it's great to have you here, uh, be part of this community, which is clearly so friendly, so welcoming, so warm. It's, it's, It's really lovely to have it so close at hand. Thank you very much, Antonia. Thank you. Nick Goodwin, Chief Operating Officer of Anglia Innovation Partnerships. How's it going? What a, what a fantastic gathering you've got here. What a, what a real community. It's been great today, actually, because uh, everyone's sort of in that sort of festive mode of thinking about Christmas, and it's nice to get, a, get in there early, get people together. I've just enjoyed my third mince pie, which is probably one too many today. But um, I think everyone's having a good time, and it's nice to see people before they go away for their breaks. And so, uh, what's in your uh, on your wish your uh, list to Santa? What's in your list to Santa this year for the uh, Norwich Research Park? And what are you hoping for from 2023? Oh, I think, I mean, I think mainly it's to keep, keep going where we're going with the community. I think today is just a nice example of doing something festive. But next year it's going to be more commercial, more enterprise activity, uh, bringing people together to work more closely together. Um, and then we're you know, on the hunt for the investment to help the, the, the park grow as an entity with new buildings. And I think. That is really where the future is next year. Well, this this uh, this research park is is so clearly at the centre of a virtuous circle that's kind of raising uh, certainly Norwich and uh, the, the the rest of the region up. You, you've done fantastic work here. Uh, I'm so proud of you as an institution and to, and to have this growing before us. It's it's wonderful. Best of luck to you. Thank you to Anglia Innovation Partnership Chief Executive Ros Bird for inviting me along to the event and also for giving me an interview, which you'll be able to hear in the new year. Eastern Promise will be taking a break for Christmas, but I'll be back on Thursday the 12th of January, interviewing Robin Milton, founder of Fairer Games, a Norwich-based computer games company 
creating new titles aimed at female gamers. I think that's you know. a problem when you're passionate, isn't it? I'll also be sharing the highlights of Tech and Beer, hosted by East Anglia's answer to P.T. Barnum, Kent Height. Recorded at the UK home of streaming giant Roku on Cambridge Science Park and featuring interviews with Kent and with Roku Senior Director for Software, Tim Granger. If you thought that Tim was the best speaker tonight, give him a round of applause now. Sticking with Cambridge, on the 19th of January, you'll be able to hear my chat with Cambridge MP and Shadow Minister for Agriculture, Daniel Zeitner. Particularly the historic cities, there's something very precious about them. They've got similar kind of pressures in lots of case, cases, transport being an obvious one, housing costs and so on. But they're also fantastic generators, not just of, of, of economic success, but they're wonderful places to visit. Um, and they do have international reputations, Cambridge obviously in particular, but the world knows about Norwich too. Along with highlights of the Norfolk Farming Conference. And lastly, rounding out this look ahead to 2023, on the 26th of January is the aforementioned interview with Ros Bird, Chief Executive of Anglia Innovation Partnership, which runs the Norwich Research Park. In terms of how do we harness this location to attract public investment, it's all about making sure that those people that are already investing here, that the Research Institute money that's coming in, the money into the hospital and to the university, that they realise just how much work we're doing and can do to really maximise that investment and make, make be game-changing in the work that we do. You won't want to miss it. And now... Here's a shocking statement. In global terms, the east of England isn't actually all that big, though it may seem that way to us. Even so, there's plenty of the region we are likely never to visit, so we must prioritise. Where in the region have you always wanted to visit, but haven't found the time yet? <laughs> that sounds like a job for some. Crowd sorcery. Yes, crowd sorcery. A journey of a thousand miles starts with but a single step. So let's step on with last week's star turn, Tim Robinson, Chief Operating Officer at Tech East, who writes, Professor Jules Pretty wrote a wonderful book called This Luminous Coast, now out of print, where he walked the whole Essex, Norfolk and Suffolk coast. And I'd love to do the whole Essex stretch, from the Dartford crossing as far as Harwich. This Luminous Coast, you can find more about it at fullcircle-editions.co.uk. Well, this struck a chord with Richard Powell, OBE, Environmental and Charity Advisor and Independent Chair. Great book, says Richard. Well worth finding in second-hand bookshops. I did that walk the following year as part of a walking festival, over 40 days rather than one continuous journey. Essex is the hardest part, with all those creeks and inlets. I've also walked around Norfolk and Suffolk as part of challenges. Richard goes on to add, I suppose I'm lucky as my career has taken me to all corners of the region and the UK. I'd recommend some less-known areas worth a visit. Wisbeach for its awesome architecture. Kelsey and Lavenham in Suffolk, medieval villages unchanged for centuries, and Christmas card shots in winter. Tolsbury, Dengue, Burnham-on-Crouch in Essex, superb open coastal vistas, huge skies and great pub food. 
Jamie Oliver Country. Walk to Flatford from Manningtree Station. Great Yarmouth, Norwich, Kingsland and Thetford have more heritage, buildings, shops and streets than York and Edinburgh. All worth a visit. Get on a tour of Thetford Battle Area, Stanta, a superb landscape held in time from the 30s and has to be a national park if the army ever leave. Falmere, Cambridgeshire for chalk streams and crystal clear fresh water. Bluebell Woods of Mid-Suffolk, Claylands, crikey! I could go on, says Richard. Maybe I should write a book. No argument here, Richard, and I'd say get writing. According to our latest crowd sorcerer, Debbie Johnston, MCIPD, providing compliant, friendly and commercial HR solutions to employee problems. Dunwich is on Debbie's weekend bucket list. Thank you, Debbie. Welcome to Crowd Sorcery. Now, I have quite a long list of places that I really want to visit, but simply haven't managed to yet. Hopefully, one day soon, I'll get out to Ely. I really would love to see the cathedral there. I've never been to Woodbridge, and I've never been to the Freeport at Felixstowe. Both places I would love to go, and for very different reasons, which makes it all the better. Now Richard mentions it, I too would love a look round Stanta, and I shall be trying my best to get on a tour. I'd also love to visit, for Eastern Promise, RAF Lakenheath and or RAF Mildenhall. Very different communities from the one we're used to, but I would love, love to talk to the people there about how they feel about being in the east of England. Whatever you think about their presence here, they are a very important part of our economy. And those who opt to stay in the east of England go on to be fantastic, fantastic members of our community. So that's definitely one I want to pick up in 2023. And finally, in a tradition I invented just now, it's customary to give the last word to any crowd sorcery from that week's guest. In this case, Neil Griffin, innovation and high-performance consultant and 2am problem solver. The principal problem at 2am being, why am I awake at 2am, I suppose? You are always welcome in Woodbridge. Thank you, Neil. Neil's never done the Norfolk Broads, always fancied a weekend with friends exploring. Oh, and visiting the many pubs. Well, I may well take you up on that, Neil, and I look forward to visiting Woodbridge in 2023. And... That's a wrap for episode 47 of Eastern Promise and our first full year of podcasterization. I've been Mike Rigby, you've been my listener. Thank you. And thank you also to Neil Griffin and Georgina Watts for their very warm welcome to the Innovation Centre Knowledge Gateway at the University of Essex in Colchester. Thank you too to Engineer 49, who is in much demand this time of year for Christmas parties and school discos. He goes all over the region, but there's one school in Suffolk where the parent-teacher association has to sneak him in as the head teacher has banned discos. He hates the racket. So the chair of governors books this party-pooping principal on a training course so the party can go ahead. If this nameless head teacher found out a party was underway, then Engineer 49 would be sent packing, so one member of staff mans the office just in case the noise-cancelling headphones... Oh, come on, it's Christmas. You get worse in a cracker. Probably. Sometimes. <clears throat> Thank you for listening. I really do appreciate your company. Have a magnificent Christmas. And stay tuned for some awesome stuff in 2023. Until we meet again on the 12th of January. Bye for now. <laughs>